0: mm everyone welcome to another episode of words of heart in today's episode we have the privilege of speaking with marla goldberg thank you for joining me today marla
1: oh thank you diane i'm so grateful to be here with you
0: awesome so marla apart from your lovely background um (laughs) and your love of the sea if you could tell my audience a bit about yourself that would be great
1: okay well I'm an energy healer uh, master metaphysician intuitive public speaker teacher bestselling author I have my own podcast that I created and host of called guided spirit conversations oh excuse me guided spirit conversations and um I think that rounds out all of my work things that I do to help people, to work with people.
0: Awesome. So, um, I believe you've undergone some difficulty and some hardships in your life. Um, Do you mind sharing a bit about that particular story with myself and my audience?
1: Not at all. I'd like to. So, like many people, I was brought up in a dysfunctional family uh, with a lot of issues around neglect and abandonment, which led me to make a lot of decisions that weren't, uh, didn't serve me well. I'll put it that way. And finally, and then like the last big decision that didn't serve me well was to marry my first husband, who and it ended up to be an absolute debacle of a relationship. And it was so horrendous that at a certain point, I was like a deer in headlights, I didn't know what to do. I didn't, you know, really know who to talk to, or where to get guidance or anything like that. And I saw an article for a woman's conference, it was in January of uh, 2003. And there was a woman I went back through, you know, all the topics and somebody was talking about how to heal yourself. And I thought to myself, Okay, I need to do that because nothing, absolutely nothing I've done in my life has worked. So maybe learning how to heal myself would be the way to go. So I went to the the exhibit, listened to her lecture, and everything she said resonated. You know, how they start the questions. Who in the audience feels this way? How many of you that, et cetera, et cetera. And by the end of her lecture, I had signed up for a one day informational. From the one day informational, even though I was having a hard time wrapping my mind around what she was talking about, um, she said, who's going to go to my four day basic, and my hand flew up, a voice in my head says you have nothing to lose, nothing else is working, and so I went to the four day basic class. And in this class, I had my first known psychic experience. And I say known because really we're all, we're all intuitive. We're all psychic and we have the ability. We just have to clear the space to be able to get the messages, whether it's through seeing, hearing, feeling, knowing, smelling, tasting, how, you know, however people receive. And I was like, so thrilled because I didn't think I had one inkling of ability, you know, in my whole entire body. So when this happened, it was like, Wow. But I was still having issues and because I was raised Jewish um, and we're not raised. So in the Christian religion, you're, you know, you know about archangels and you know about the saints and, you know, all these, these, these amazing beings, which I didn't learn about in my religious, my sketchy religious background. And so I didn't understand where Jesus fit in in the whole spiritual realm. I mean, I knew he was Jewish and, you know, the basic story, but I didn't understand how he, why he was such a main player in this this school. And so one of the teachers was designated to explain it to me. And so she, she explained it to me. I got it. I got it that time and understood it. And now I have to say, Jesus and I have had many, uh, a connection. And so we're like this. <laughs> so, it was just um, that I ended up going to a three-year mystery school. This this school was a three-year mystery school. So back in the day, um, they would call them mystery schools when they would be teaching metaphysics because people would be burned at the stakes for doing this, for learning these things. And after three years of study, I I learned about fourteen different modalities and figured. God, this is great, you know, I had to work on myself. So the, my, the teacher's philosophy, and I paraphrased by saying, you have to clean out your own closet before you can help anybody clean out theirs. And so that's what we had to do. So in between the courses, we would work on each other, fellow students. What well, you know, I'd work on people and get proficient in what I was doing. And in the meantime, help heal my wounds
0: interesting and um I can relate to how the I believe you say clearing out your closet yeah Um, that mentality um as you were explaining I thought of how in order to um love someone we have to love ourselves first yes um I feel that's really internal and um I think it took me um I'm 25 I'll be 26 in another month or two it took me 20 20 20 21 22 23 24 about three or four years to fully be comfortable in my own skin and to fully appreciate who I am I mean I knew nothing was wrong with me I did get that epitome moment um growing up um my mental health was a bit rocky i had many health deficiencies and issues that i can tell you a whole sonnet of but i'm not going to (laughs) for the um spare of time here but um i completely under um stand um i guess in a way facing your closets and Mm
1: -hmm.
0: trying to unleash them and get to the root of it if that makes sense
1: Absolutely. Because we all come into this world with wounds from past lives. And we live many, many past lives. If you're searching spiritualism, metaphysics, if you're, you know, walking down the already walking down the path, or if you're very deep in it, you've lived many past lives and you've reincarnated over and over again. And in healing some issues, you still bring other issues with you. And so you start out when you choose your parents, because we do in our pre-birth planning, choose our families, we choose our circumstances, even those who get murdered or have something happen to them, have an agreement with that soul on the other side that one guy goes, okay, I don't want to do this, but I'll, I'll, I'll be the bad guy in this, in this scenario. And We choose our situations. So we come in with these issues. And even if you've had the best parents in the world, attention, grooming, guidance, everything, you're still going to have issues because that's how we learn and grow. We're based on working through all of these things. And so it's it's important to realize that everybody has them and that even though you think you're the only one that does, you're not. True. So, um,
0: I believe you've come up with some methods um, to help those transitioning back into the world war from the pandemic. I mean, I'm very fortunate that things are coming down. Um, it's been a year, soon to be two years uh, into this, um, since this pandemic has started. Um, how have you coped um, with everything going on? And how have you Come up with ways for others to cope transitioning back into the real world.
1: Well, and here's the thing right now, the, there's the variance going on, right, Dion? Yeah. And so we're not really over that hump yet because I think this, this is the fourth stage of variance coming, you know, rolling through. So people are freaked out. People, and I'll give you an example. I told you I was in Florida yesterday, and I know you're there. Mm-hmm. and. I haven't been home 24 hours. And a friend of mine called me, How is the trip, et cetera, et cetera. And within minutes of a phone call, she goes, so are you going to get tested? You've been in Florida. There's, it's running rampant down there. Now, those are her fears. Those are her concerns. And I was like, well, I just got home. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not ready to go get tested. And I don't live in the fear of catching this which I think is a, an issue for a lot of people. They, they're so worried and concerned. So I, I wanted to put that out as a beginning because people are still dealing with it and it's still very difficult for many, many people. They don't want to go out. They're afraid to be around people. Um, that They don't like the masks. And then you have the people who rebel against the masks and rebel against everything else, And which is also very prickly when you're thinking about how to maneuver through it. So for the people who are still overwhelmed and are having issues with anxiety, depression, um, fear, I say, first of all, stop what you're doing and start breathing. Because when you're in that high level of stress and anxiety is a level of stress, depression is a level of, of stress. This is, of course, in the world of Marla. So I have to clarify that. I'm not a doctor. It's the world of Marla. Um, but I truly feel that people are are living under this umbrella of stress and fear. And when you do that, you, you first of all, if you've ever heard of a self fulfilled prophecy, what you put out, you get back. So all the fear you're putting out, you're bringing back to yourself. So I'm going to say stop to the best of your ability. And how do you stop? Well, when you find yourself thinking about your anxiety or your fear, or your depression about what's going on, occupy yourself doing something else, whether it's baking a cake, making bread, um, cooking is always an easy one, or pull out pencils and doodle. You remember the days of doodling, (laughs) Um, you know, get some colored pencils and paper and just doodle and just take your mind off of it because the more you focus on it, the more you're going to drive yourself crazy. And also, when you take your mind off of it, you will start breathing again. As you know, when you're in high anxiety, you really start taking more shallow breaths. And we really need to breathe deeper, not sh- more shallow. So, taking slow, deep breaths in rhythmic, you know, like breathing in on a count of six, holding for four, releasing for eight, breathe in for six, hold for four, release for eight. That will then at least get your breathing into a rhythm, and your you you you'll oxygenate yourself. Just doing that alone will feel will feel better. You'll feel better. Okay, I love dancing. I love good music. I sing badly, but I sing loudly. And I say, if you're you know if you're stuck in fear, just put on some music that you can sing to or dance to or both, and and just jump around and move your body again. You circulate your blood, when your blood circulates, it's oxygenated. goes into your brain, it starts bringing the endorphins out. But you also, again, you need to breathe to be able to move. And it's just ways of doing it. I, I don't know one person who after singing, dancing, or singing and dancing, have ever stopped and said, oh, I'm so depressed. They always say, God, I feel so good. Do you? Agree? I mean, I think you relate with that a little yeah, bit.
0: Yeah, I do. I do relate to that. Um, I do silly dance videos all the time just <laughs> for the fun of it. I completely relate to that. And I do draw. I do draw, but I do it digitally because I am a digital art student. Um, animal poet. So as far as writing and words, that's my own therapeutic um outlet. As far as any anxieties or, or fears I may have, I having some of those people um who have been afraid of the pandemic not yes the pandemic is bad i am not going to disagree with that but my fear was slightly different um in regards to the pandemic um because it had is it is bad and this variant doesn't make it any easier um but for my case personally um Man, we're hitting two years of this, which is hard to believe. Unfortunately, I know. Um, at the start of the pandemic, twenty twenty, January, when it got into the brunt of the worst it could possibly get, and then expanded from there. When it happened, I had diagnosed with diabetes. Um, oh, so um, before I got diagnosed, I could have died at any given moment. Um. That was the unfortunate reality of my condition. And I didn't know it was diabetic related, but, um, Hey, I'm still here. I'm still breathing a hey, breathing. <laughs> um, yes. Breathing. Um, I saw my diagnosis as God's way of giving my life more purpose. Um, so I saw it as a blessing, but, um, considering the pandemic was wreaking havoc and there was no vaccine yet. Um, I was terrified. I was very very terrified because considering i could have died before january at any given moment i got diagnosed the pandemic got worse the last thing i wanted was to be on the brink of death again and die due to this virus and wind up back in the hospital right so um i can definitely understand some of the people's fear in regards to the pandemic Particularly those who've been diagnosed with anything like cancer or any bipolar disorder of any health diagnosis of any kind. Because um, this change occurred to me while this pandemic was happening. And it's
1: right.
0: it was you have to acclimate to this change, but you have to acclimate to dealing with it while there's a virus going around that could kill you. So that's more fear and anxiety in itself. So um, I took, I had lots of time of reflection um, because I took a break off of school because of this news, um, but I did develop more interest and help with this adjustment and transition a lot smoother. Um, Zoom was a key component of that through um, this young adult ministry group I'm a part of here in Florida. And um, my poetry, my poetry is the best it's probably ever been because of the pandemic.
1: There's I so a- much emotion going into it. Yes,
0: absolutely. Um, and then um, this podcast, which started um, <laughs> through the midst of this pandemic as well. So all these tiny little factors um, led to a more um, emotional and inspirational factor, which is all shaped me into who I am right now. So.
1: And it will. And just to let you know, I have asthma. I have autoimmune issues, so it's not like I'm, you know, the picture of no issues. I just deal with it differently. You know, I mean, I was cautious and, you know, I would go out and walk my dog. We'd go to the supermarket, mask up, we sanitized. but it's about being careful. But I just, I guess I just refuse to be in what I call the veil of fear. Because if I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And it's something that was predestined anyway. Right. I think the only free will way of leaving this planet is suicide.
0: Right. And
1: so. That's
0: not a course of action I want anyone to take.
1: No, not at all. And here's the thing. What through my studies, what I learned and what I believe is that for those who are that despondent, that just don't. Deal that there's any reason to live. I'm going to give you one. And that is if you take your life now and think you're getting a shortcut, you're not. Because in your next reincarnation, you'll be faced with very similar issues and the same kind of crossroads. And you have the choice, the free will choice, to either take your life or to work through it. And when you work through it, you'll find that in the long run, it's worth it. You know, because everything is temporary, everything is fluid. So, whatever you're going through, as difficult as it may be, and I'm not, because when I was younger and I had gone through some of my, you know, drop to my knee moments, you know, I thought about it. I thought what life would be like if I, you know, did that, you know, what would happen. And I chose against it. So, it's not like I don't know where I'm, you know, what I'm talking about in that respect. I don't know the depths of other people's issues, but, all I know is that I wouldn't want to have to repeat the same situations that brought me to that crossroad and then make the decision again. I'd like to just say, I'm not doing it. I'm going to live this life. And that way it sort of like breaks the curse, so to speak.
0: Gotcha. Um, So this has been such an enlightening conversation. Um, I do have that Icebreaker question, um, which I'm gonna okay. start off with before we get into our icebreaker game. So um if you had to come up with a title for your life right now,
1: like where it's at right now, presently, what would that title be? Okay, I'm hearing everything's coming up, Roses. Oh <laughs> um, can you still hear me? I can hear you. Did I freeze?
0: No, you didn't. Um, oh, okay um I can repeat the question if you did not hear it though. oh I
1: heard it I said everything's coming up roses everything's coming up roses that would be the name of the title yep, that would everything, be the name of the title everything
0: is coming up roses okay I actually like roses so that's a good title
1: <laughs> thank you you know roses have thorns thorns are for protection but thorns are also um you know they're part of life but it's, it's the sweetness of the smell of the flower the velvety feel of the flower but you know it's, it's not without thorns without ah,
0: that's uh, i love metaphors so much i get i get <laughs> the analogy so much um the title for my life right now um it's actually part of this whole little mantra thing that God really laid on my heart when I got diagnosed in 2020. And it's probably why as much as I know people hate 2020, I can't really hate it because I had another chance to continue living my life. So, um, the title for my life right now would be a warrior for change. Um,
1: Oh, I like that. That's so powerful.
0: (laughs) I I'm really gifted with words. So I like and this is on all of my social media handles, and I've said this numerous times on my podcast, I'm to be a warrior for change through the power of my words. Um, I do believe words have immense power, as does this podcast that I started. So um, I think that's the best um, representation for where my life is at right now.
1: I think it's, it's powerful. It's absolutely powerful a warrior for change and yes words do have power they have tremendous amount of power look how words could cut somebody down to the point of tears or or worse i mean how many stories have you heard of young young kids being bullied and then they take their lives i know i don't want to get on this negative roll.
0: no 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 I but it
1: just shows the power of the words you know how powerful they can be now they can also lift someone up words you can tell somebody you know, how, how pretty they look, how you like something of theirs or how inspired they were because of something you said or did. And you can raise somebody right up.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to get to the icebreaker game. I'm really excited because uh, I've been wanting to introduce this <laughs> for a while. So um, this icebreaker game is called <laughs> Song Association. Um, I have to find the timer on my phone in order for this to work. (laughs) (laughs) So how it works is, uh, I just need to find a timer. Okay. How it works. Okay. I found the timer is I'm going to give you a word (laughs) and you have 15 seconds Um, The initial inspiration for this game came from a YouTube video. The YouTube video did 10 seconds. I'm doing 15, so I'm a little more kinder with the seconds, but it's still fun. Um, So how the game works is I give you a word. I give you a word, and you have 15 seconds to either say the title of the word. It can be the title of a song pertaining to that word, or it can be in the song lyrics and you have 15 seconds to give me one and then obviously I can stop the timer and then go on to the next (laughs) word and then the next word that we're doing three words um okay so you don't have to freak out I'm ready I'm
1: bracing myself
0: (laughs) okay so all right the word is
1: word Oh, um. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> blinking. The word is word. Um, oh, I, there goes the fifteen seconds. I didn't get the first one. <laughs> yeah. That it's was such a fun, It's such a fun game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So,
0: okay, maybe we'll get the next one. I feel like maybe. it's gonna be simple um so all right the
1: next word is heart oh you make my heart sing do I have to do more than that no no no, no. <laughs> I believe I'm pretty sure that is a
0: song lyric I'll have it to, is I have to google search it later but okay. I, I, <laughs> I believe you I, I I'm I'm sure you I'm pretty sure that's a song lyric, unless you're Google searching it. Right? I'm gonna you,
1: I'm gonna go Google search.
0: <laughs> such a fun game. I'm so glad I came up with it.
1: Yeah, you make my heart sing. Song by Orange Kids Music.
0: Okay, so this is a song. Oh,
1: this, <laughs> this is a, a song.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, you're doing good. So the next one, the next one might be a little bit more difficult.
1: All right.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So the word, the final word is mental.
1: Oh my goodness. I have nothing. My mental is broken. I have nothing. You are not thinking of good, fun, easy words those were very hard words not heart but word and mental (laughs) you have songs with those words uh
0: um I know I have at least um two songs in my phone library pertaining to the first two mental I don't think I have a I can't I'm sure there's a song pertaining to that word I just can't think of it but I have to make it a little difficult because that's half the fun. <laughs> oh, that was so much fun. And you did so well.
1: <laughs> Thank you. You're very generous. <laughs>
0: You're probably going to Google search the words. I need I'm to doing cover. mental.
1: I'm doing mental right now. <laughs> uh, a song that has mental in it. Okay, let's see songs um no this is about mental health that address the song of mental health <laughs> 10 songs that address mental health
0: um I mean it has to have mental in either the lyrics or the actual right. song title that's well the- I, I have
1: a- no idea
0: well you could
1: <laughs> <laughs> chuckle uh, for this with your um, husband <laughs> I know, now I'm going to, but I'll tell you, it's a great, um, it's a game, a great game to play with friends. Oh, there's a song called Mental by Control. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) I'll have to look that up later, but. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> with me. Uh, we're at the end of this awesome conversation um, with this awesome game that was a nice twist of the episode. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Um Marla, do you have any yeah. social media links um, to share with my audience before we wrap up here this evening?
1: I do. You can check out my website at Marla Goldberg and Goldberg has two hours.com. My Instagram is Marla Goldberg, one word, two hours.com. Uh, just Marla Goldberg, two hours. And Facebook is MG healing. I N G is at the end. Um, check out my YouTube page, guided spirit conversations for all my archived episodes of my podcast. And when you check out my website, you'll see how I can work with you, what I do, how I can work with you, my writing, inspirational quotes, etc. There's a lot in there, a lot of content.
0: Awesome. Thank you for joining me today, Marla. This was an amazing conversation.
1: Thank you, Deanna. I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. No problem.
0: To all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe, If you would like to share your thoughts and or feedback on this episode or any episode for that matter, um, feel free to look up the Words of Heart podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. You can also find us on our Facebook page called Words of Heart podcast. Um, My social media handles are heartwarrior25 on Instagram and heartwarrior24 on Twitter feel free to utilize all of those links and share this episode to anyone you feel will resonate with this particular episode. So again, stay healthy, stay safe. And until next time. Bye. Bye.